0: Good morning, it's good to see you this morning as our acolytes come this morning. I hope you all are enjoying this beautiful spring weather that we're having. Before we get started, we got any prayer requests this morning? Any prayer requests? I
1: heard from Krista this morning. Uh-huh. Lynn is facing home. Okay. They're giving him uh, some you know, meds to make sure
0: that he's not pining. And uh, that's
1: just
0: pretty much where they are. Okay. Uh-uh. Okay. So remember Lynn, Scott, family, remember Krista and Chris?
1: And my Aunt Catherine is in the
0: same James room. Jane's Aunt
1: Catherine.
0: Okay. She's
2: giving her minutes like that. Okay. Yes, sir. Randy Rogers. <laughs> Used to work with me on the and of He's
0: in, in Burdenham Hospital. Okay. Randy eight. Rogers. Randy Rogers.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember me Wednesday morning. I'm going to get some implants for in. And I pray that I, uh, I'll wake up. Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. There. Yeah. I'll pray for my
1: sister.
0: They had my my brother-in-law had to put her back in the nursing home, and she's on hospice. You know, so y'all
1: just pray for her. Okay. Any other prayer
0: requests? Lisa Jackson. Lisa Jackson. Okay. To pay for Linda Hawtham. Linda
1: Haltham. She's still is, you uh, know, has been over a month now. She's still on the ventilator. Don't want her to just move over to the tracheotomy, but she's not holding her oxygen
0: levels well enough to switch her over yet, and um, she's just about the same. Okay. Okay. Any others? I want to thank each and every one of you uh, for your prayers for me. Um, we know that the Lord is in, in the healing business, and I, I greatly appreciate all of y'all praying for me. Uh, I'm on the on the mend now. Today I feel better than I have mm-hmm. in weeks, so everything's going good. Any other prayer requests? If not, let us go to the Lord's Prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for this day to many blessings of life. We thank you for this opportunity to come together today, Father, and to be able to worship you. We thank you for allowing us to be used as your hands and feet. and We pray, Father, that everything that we, we do and say today, Father, would be pleasing to you. We ask, Lord, that uh, you've heard each and every prayer request this morning for those who are undergoing treatment. We ask, Father, that you would uh, let them have the healing that they need We pray, Father, for those who have lost loved ones. We ask you would comfort them, Lord, in their time of loss. We pray for those who are sick and dying. We ask you to give them a healing touch, Lord, where you see fit. Lord, whether it be the divine or the physical healing, Lord, we leave that up to you. And we ask, Father, that you would help us to understand and accept the healing that you choose. We pray, Father, for this church, and we ask, Lord, you'll continue to use us as a light shining in darkness, allowing us to be your hands and feet. We pray, Father, for this great nation. We pray for its leaders. We ask you to lead God direct them in all the decisions that they make. May they lean upon you and your understanding and not their own. We pray for our men and women in our armed forces, those who are at home, those who are abroad. We ask you to put a hedge of protection around them, keep them safe from harm. We pray that you'd do with their loved ones in their absence, that you would give them that peace that passes all understanding. And, Father, we pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus, who taught us to pray as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven. will be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen at this time if you are able Would you please stand as we affirm our faith together in the Apostles' Creed? Christians, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. this time, Lee, would you come?
2: This is just really going to be brief, but I thought uh, that since we had a Gideon last Sunday, you should know uh, what they're saying about it. And this says, Dear Brother Scott and Congregation, On behalf of the Franklin West Gideon Camp, I convey our appreciation to you and the congregation of the United Methodist Church of Halltown for allowing Brother Boyd to present the Gideon presentation on Sunday, March the 7th. Your $434 contribution will purchase 347 small New Testaments or 87 full-size Bibles to be distributed in hotels, motels, doctor's offices, and other professional offices. The full-size Bibles have the potential of reaching over 200,000 people and over their six to seven-year lifespan. Sixty-five percent of these scriptures will be placed in various areas of distribution in our own county. I like that, in our own county. And thirty-five percent being distributed in various areas in other lands. It says again, thank you for allowing Brother Gary to present the Gideon message. And may the Lord continue to bless you and your congregation at the Methodist Church of Halltown. Uh, yours in Christ, Billy M. Bolton. Okay, little, little boys and girls, and mommies that need to hold little boys and girls, if y'all come up in this section
1: right here, uh, we'll have our we'll have our time together. And before we do, has anybody had a birthday in the month of March? Raise your hand real high. We all know Tim has. Uh, All together, happy birthday, Tim. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody have an anniversary? Anybody had an anniversary? Well, uh, I know somebody's going to have one real, real soon. You've had an anniversary? Well, happy anniversary to you, you, Amy. And I know that Hurley and Brent will in in about the next couple of weeks. So we don't want to leave out those special times. You want to come up there and sit with Harvey? Before we get started, well, this is the fourth week of Lent. No, nope, not just yet. <laughs> she knows what we're up to. Uh, and to. And to all of our young men, uh, when I looked at Levi today and hold them walking through the door, I'm either shrinking or they're really getting big. And then little Daddy Long Legs here is, too. Uh, today, this is the fourth week of Lent. And... We've learned that in this walk with Christ, on the way to the cross, and then to the resurrection, we've learned that Jesus was first wise, he made wise decisions, he was brave, he he took our sins upon himself, and then last week we learned that he, he had a job to do, and if he can be wise, if he can be brave, if he has a job to do, then so do we, and today, we're going to talk about the god of second chances. Now, I had a dog named uh, Buddy. Buddy, and he ate a hole in my ball. I thought I had another ball, but I didn't. But I, and I started to call Carly and tell her to bring me a ball. For some reason, I think they might have one at their house. I don't know, but I kind of thought they did. But I decided to bring this one because it's damaged, and most people are. Now, I am gonna tell you what I'm going to do. You come right up here, Sloan. All right. Harvey Lee, you'll be next, and then the big boy. Now, I'm going to put this garbage here. right here. here. Now, Sloane, take the ball. Now, throw it towards and see if you can get it in the garbage, can Shoot it right here.
2: Shoot it. Okay. OK. Well,
1: OK, <laughs> you lose. All right, come here, Harvey. Your turn. OK, get the ball. Oh boy, I want it. All right, now throw it in the garbage can. Now watch how smart he is. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in there. <laughs> oh. Good job, Harvey. Good job, Harvey. <laughs> Put the ball
2: in
1: there. Shoot it. <laughs> OK, bring it back Aunt Jane. OK,
2: okay.
1: So, so far, can you show me? Right? No. All right. I'm loaded. Now, when I went ahead and back, you get one throw. Ow. Uh, you oh, you lose. Oh, too strong. Okay. All uh, right. to my leg. Yeah. All uh, right. Back up. You're <laughs> the biggest.
0: You better not hit that now. You, you better not put uh. that in
1: there. Oh. All right. Now, you know what I saying. You lose. But what would Jesus say? A second chance. Go sit down. Our story today is about a man. Come here, babe. I know. I'm just going to give you a thousand more chances. Our story today is about a man that was blind. Okay? Now, blind people back then had to sit on the street and beg for food. They weren't allowed to work. They were beggars. And Jesus was going through Bethsaida, and they brought him to Jesus. And Jesus left him with him, took him outside, and you know what he did? He spit on his fingers, Sloan. He did. The very thing Mama says not to do, Jesus did. He spit on his fingers, and then he touched the man's eyes. And he said, what can you see? And the man says, well, I see trees walking. That what I think are men. Well, then Jesus spit again, Sloan, and put it on his eye. And he could see the man got a second chance. He got a job. He went to work. Well, you spit on your finger too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and put it on your eye. Uh, he put it on his eye. Because God is the God of second chances. Hey, Harvey you know what Jesus would do? Just what you did. He'd hand you the ball, lead you over to the goal, and poke it in. And he'd give you, just like you said, Veronica, 10,000 tries until you got it in. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Lord, the world won't give us a second chance. Half the time, they won't even give us a chance. But my prayer is that we'll act like you, and when people make a mistake, they'll get a second chance we need to be more like you jesus failure is just another chance to do it better in jesus name i pray amen good morning
0: good morning have your Bible, we you turn to Psalm 107. Psalm 107. Are you there? Say amen. Psalm 107, verses 1 through 3. Psalm 107, verses 1-3. Amen. Scripture says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those He redeemed from the hand of the foe, those He gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, I thank You for the reading of Your Word. I pray now, Father, that you would open our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our senses, that we'd be receptive to your word, that we'd take it and apply it to our lives, that we'd be better disciples of your Son Jesus. I pray now, Father, that you remove me from this. Use me as your humble vessel, speaking your word through me in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Skip on down with you with me, if you will, in uh, one hundred seven to verse seventeen. We'll pick back up there. And Scripture says, some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction. Because of their iniquities, they loathed all food and drew near to gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them from their distress. He went; He sent out His word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His his unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings. And tell of his works with songs of joy. How many of you remember skinning your elbow or your knee as a child? They remember that? Boy, it's hard to forget in it. Boy, it really hurts. When you did that at home, who did you cry out for? Mama. Mama. You cried out for Mama, didn't you? If you did it at school, what did you do? You cried out for the teacher and the teacher took care of you or took you to the nurse's uh, station and got you some spray. They sprayed on it on and it hurt really bad, right? But the pain eventually went away and it started to heal. Who do we cry out to when we have allergy problems? Now look, these, these Bradford pears I right hear are blooming. They're pretty. Me and Brent talked about earlier, but they stink. But But they're blooming. And we're fixing to have all these wonderful sinus problems with all the pollen that's going to be in the air. And who are you going to call out to when you need some relief for sinus pressure? You're going to go to the doctor, right? And they're going to give you a shot and it's going to help you get through all the sinus pressure and get rid of all that uh, stuff going on. If you have any other kind of medical issues, you cry out, you go to the doctor, you go to the emergency room and they take care of you. They give... You the treatment that you need in order for you to survive. But what about when we have problems in life that no human being here on earth can help us with? Who do we cry out to? We'll cry out to God. We'll cry out to God and we call our loved ones and, and our friends and our family and our church families, and we ask them to call out to God for us and through us, right? And with us. That's what we do. So here, the psalmist is talking about giving thanks. Giving thanks for all the things the Lord has done for you. His unfailing love of the things He's done for you. Jan talks about second chances this morning. About how God gives us second chances. I've been given a second chance. I know that. I've been given a second chance. Glory be to God. And I thank God for the knowledge that He gave uh, the surgeon that performed putting a stent in my heart. I thank God for that because of the fact that she glorified God, that she was just an instrument doing His will. That, that meant above and beyond to me uh, to know that her faith was that strong. When we think about what it is that God does for us and, and does through us, we have a lot that we should be crying out and giving Him thanks for. And it says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. We don't have the time this morning for each one of us to tell our story because we've been redeemed. But we need to be willing and able at a moment's notice to tell our story of being redeemed by Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. That's something that should be on the tip of your tongue at a moment's notice to tell somebody that you're redeemed and why and how and through whom and by whom. Look at Numbers chapter 21. Numbers chapter 21, verses 4 through 9. How many of you like snakes? Well, Linda and Bronner—they like snakes. There's only two I'm afraid of—a dead one and a live
2: one—and
0: as far as I'm concerned, they're all waterhead rattle moccasins. Every one of them. I don't like them. I know they serve for a purpose. Here in Numbers chapter 21, verses 4 through 9, we're going to hear about a snake and some snakes. But I want you to listen to the story about the people of Israel. Numbers chapter 21 beginning in verse 4. They traveled from Mount Hera along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way, and they spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread. There is no water. And we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people, and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. How many of you have ever complained about what you had to eat? What you had to eat? If Brenda comes in and she tells Joshua she's going to cook spaghetti, he's excited and I'm like, spaghetti. I could do without Spaghetti. And I complain about it when in reality I ought to be saying, yay, spaghetti, because it's food, because there's people in other countries that don't even know what they're going to have for one meal, much less just for supper. We are a blessed people to have the things that we have. I just need to suffer through it and say, okay, we've had it. Right? Who do we look to for salvation? We look to Jesus, don't we? In this situation, the people of Israel were complaining against God and against Moses because they were in the wilderness wandering around in this detestable land. But guess what? They're free. They're not under uh, the bondage of slavery. They're free people. They began to grout and complain that not only were they wandering around in the wilderness and going from place to place, but they had no water. But they forgot the fact that they were free. Now they're complaining, well, we're wandering around in the wilderness, we have no water, And this food that we're having is detestable. But guess what? They're still free. When in reality, what they should be saying is, praise be to God, we have our freedom that we can be on our own in this place where we're at to be in this place to have no water and have no food and to have only this detestable food that we've been given by God. Praise be to Him for this freedom that we have. When you sit down and try to figure out all the things that the Lord has blessed you with, how long would your list be? I don't know if there's enough ink and paper in the world for me to start and finish. Enough time for me to start and finish. The blessings the Lord has given me. When we think about how blessed we truly are, how many of you are going somewhere today to eat lunch, going home, got lunch prepared, ready to eat? How many of you are doing that? You got something you're going to eat today? If you don't have anything right now you're going to eat, you know where you're going. You got an idea. We got places we can go where people's working. We can just slide in there and get something, right? We're a blessed people. Blessed. So the people, if they were bitten, all they had to do was look at this bronze snake and they would live. But what did that require? They had to believe what God had told them. They had to believe this promise that came through Moses that if they looked at this snake, if they were bitten, that they would live. They'd be healed for it. So they had to have faith. Faith is believing in something that you cannot see, but you know it's there. That's faith. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. 2 verses 1 through 10. You there? Say amen. amen. Scripture says As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh. "...and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming age He might show the incomparable riches of His grace." Expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through what? What does it say? Through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. For which God prepared in advance for us to do. By God's grace and through faith we are saved. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. Amen. By God's grace and through faith we are saved. Amen. Amen. Not by works that we do. Not by coming to church on Sunday morning. Not by helping little old ladies across the street. Not by being the best we can be. Not by taking shut-ins food. All these are wonderful things, but if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're lost. You've got all the right actions. You have a heart. You feel for mankind, but if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're lost. We are made alive in Christ. We become dead to the old self. We are no longer the old creation, but we're a new creature in Christ Jesus if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. The old is gone and the new has come. We have to make changes from time to time in life. That happens. The Lord asks us at times to move, doesn't He? And when He says for us to move, what, what should we do? We should move. When He tells us to be still, we should be still. He wants us to listen to Him and to be obedient. Brenda was listening to... She, she's doing the Bible, reading through the year, and she's listening to it audibly. And, and I just kind of caught some of it today. And it was talking about the Israelites as they were moving from place to place. As long as the cloud of God was with them, they moved. If the cloud was not with them, they stayed there. It didn't matter how long it was. It could have been a month, but they were obedient. They stayed right where they were at. But when the cloud of God came, they moved. And when night fell, they stopped. And in the morning, if the cloud was there, they moved. If it wasn't there, they stayed put. They were obedient. What we need to remember is, is that when God is with us, We need to be obedient. And He's with us all the time. Many times we feel like God's not close to us but because we've gotten far away from Him. We've moved away from where He's at and we're following our own selfish desires of what we want. When we should be what? Seeking first the Kingdom of God. And all these other things that we have, all these desires will be added unto us for our faithfulness. Look at John chapter 3. John chapter 3, 14 and 15. We're going to go up to 13. John chapter 3, verse 13. When you're there, say Amen. John chapter 3, verse 13. So we're supposed to rejoice and say that we're redeemed and tell our story if we've been redeemed. And the people of Israel, as they were wandering through the wilderness, if they were bit by a snake, they were to look to this bronze statue that Moses had placed up for them. And if they looked and believed and had faith, they would live. They would be uh, saved from, from death through this venomous bite. And now we see here, John chapter 3, verse 13, Jesus speaking. No one has ever gone into heaven except the One who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in Him. So when things get get rough going through our life, who are we to look to? Jesus. Who are we to look to? When things are, are, are great and wonderful and we're supposed to praise God through all situations, He's the same God on the mountaintops as He is in the valley. Amen? We're supposed to give Him all praise, honor, and glory. But when we lose sight of who really matters and what's really in control, that's when we find ourselves in this slump and we have to look to Jesus. But we have to what? Believe. We have to have faith. We can see God in a lot of things this morning. We can see God in the sunrise and and the beauty of everything budding and life coming back for the spring of the year. We can see God in faces of people this morning. and our family and our friends and our loved ones and children, we can see God. But when we see Jesus face to face, that's going to be a great and glorious day to see Jesus face to face and to know Him. But until then, until we can see Jesus face to face and be able to say that it's tangible, that He is right there, and that we can touch Him, what do we have to have until then? Faith. We have to have faith in Jesus. Faith in the fact that God said He would do the things He would do. That He, would, that he sent His Son Jesus into the world. That Jesus took the lowest of low places to come and be a servant to us. That through His life and death and resurrection on the cross of Calvary, that He made a way for us to stand before His Father righteous. That when God looks upon us, He doesn't see our sin and our iniquity, but He sees the precious blood of His Son Jesus an atonement for our sin. And we have to have faith that that's what He did it for. We have to have faith that He's going to return in all of His glory. Until He does, we have to remain faithful. Do you have the faith this morning? Do you have faith in your life this morning for things that you can't see, but you know it's there? Do you have faith in Jesus? Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that You would... Find each and every one of us faithful on that day of Your glorious return. And Father, I pray that everyone in here knows Your Son Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They've accepted Him by faith. And Father, for some chance, if there's someone watching or listening right now, Father, here this morning who hasn't accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that they would let that faith well up within them, Father that they would take that step of accepting Him and what he done for them on the cross of Calvary. Just crying out saying, Father, I'm in need of a Savior in my life. I want Jesus to come into my life and make me whole, change me from the inside out. And I accept what he done for me on the cross of Calvary and I have faith that He will come and redeem my soul. And if you've prayed that prayer this morning, I rejoice with the host of angels in heaven at the choice that you've made. And Father, for those of us who know your Son, Jesus, as our Lord and Savior, help us, Father, to live a life, an example of faithfulness to you, that when you ask us to move, we move. And for when we need to be still, we're still. In Jesus' name, amen. You would please stand as we receive a prayer for our offering and then our benediction let us pray father god we thank you for this opportunity we give back to you a portion of what you so blessed us with we ask father that you bless both the gift and the giver that you'd use these times and offerings to glorify your kingdom around the world that others may come to know and accept your son jesus as their lord and savior father be with us now as we go out into the world Help us to live a life of faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.